you you can have dinner with us. You like head cheese. My brother makes it real good. You like it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week, we're talking about one of my favorite horror movies, one of the godfathers of horror, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, sir. And uh, this is one that I've been really wanting to do ever since we started doing this. So I was pretty excited that we finally got the opportunity to do it. Yeah, I'm excited too, actually, to talk about it. Yeah. And this is like, this is one of the first, like, big, long running horror movies that we've done. I think it's one of the, like, I don't know, most well known movies we've done, probably. Yeah, yeah. So it's exciting. Very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, So, what have you been up to? So this week I've been up to quite a bit uh, watching stuff. Right. I had a very rough week of work, so I thought I'd spoil myself this week. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched a lot of movies. All right. Um, try and get them as quick as I can. So non-horror stuff, I got into the show Hunters on oh, uh, yeah. Amazon Prime. It's yeah. pretty decent so far. It's like an interesting concept. Yeah. I don't know if it's like based off a true story or not, but um, super interesting. And has Al Pacino in it, so it's pretty cool. He's he looks different in it, eh? Like he's yeah, yeah. They got him done up differently. Yeah, but uh, I've only watched like two episodes, but it's pretty decent so far. Nice. And then today, the girlfriend and I watched Sex Drive. And okay. I forgot how fucking funny this movie is. Oh my god. I think I've only seen it like once, but I do remember enjoying it. Yeah, like Seth Green's character on it just yeah. makes me laugh every time. <laughs> he was one so of the Amish like, guys, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a super like sarcastic Amish guy. <laughs> <laughs> so for my horror movies, um, I watched 500 Mile Per Hour Storm with Rajoy. <laughs> Casper Van Dien in it. <laughs> and my God, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's that bad, eh? It's so bad. Like, just like the acting in it, it's terrible. The effects are like so bad. Like, there's one scene that, like, get home and then the wife, like, starts making a sandwich, like, takes the bread out of the cupboard. And then the son's like, well, I'm not eating that. Like, it's stale. And the wife's like, well, electricity hasn't been out that long. It's like, how does that have to do with the fucking... <laughs> oh, your like, cupboards run on electricity? Yeah. And then when they get, like, caught in the storm, like, in their vehicle, the, like, inside of the vehicle is just, like, black, and they're just, like, flailing around. Oh, man. It's so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. So not even worth, like, checking out no, just to see no. how bad it is. It was, oh, man. So for the better things I watched... I watched a movie called Swallow, which I was telling you about. Yeah. Um, at first, I thought it'd be more like a horror movie, but it was, I don't know, it was still horror-ish, but just a really well-done movie. Nice. Um, it didn't get as graphic as I thought it would, but it was still overall a decent watch. And I watched Bloody Birthday the other night. 
Yeah. Um, that was my first time watching it. I thought it was, I thought it was like a fun kind of eighties movie. Yeah. Like those kids are fucking assholes. Yeah. Like the two, the one kid I didn't really like, like that much, but the one with the glasses and the girl were kind of really like played the part really well. Yeah. Um, and I watched stir of echoes. Nice. I remember watching this movie like as a little kid. Like I remember the one scene with like her like fingernail breaking and shit. Yeah. And uh, but this was like a pretty good thriller kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And then last night Bettina made me watch the movie Friend Request. Which said it was like a cheesy kind of crappy movie, and my god, it was so bad. I don't remember. I don't know if I know that one. It's like basically this girl who has like zero friends on Facebook. This one girl who has like 800 friends befriends her and then like some shit happens and she unfriends the girl and then like starts losing followers and stuff like that and people start dying. Uh, that was really, it was really bad. But uh, yeah, it was on Netflix. So Okay. And then for the rest of the movies I watched, I watched Color Out of Space. Oh, how was that? It was pretty decent. Like the first act was kind of slow. I didn't really like the first act, but then like act two and three just got batshit crazy. Yeah. There's some really cool visual effects in it. And Nick Cage is pretty good in it. Like he doesn't go like off the rails, Nick Cage, but Mm -hmm. it gets pretty wild and pretty grotesque. Uh, The one thing that happens in it is pretty disturbing, but I'd say check it out for sure. Yeah, it's been it's been on my list since it came out. I've just never really gotten around to watching it. Yeah. I definitely want to. And then the movie I was telling you about that was definitely a Mark movie. Um, it came out this year in February. I've never heard of it. I didn't look up any trailer, read anything on it. And it was a movie called Come to Daddy. Oh, that's with Elijah Wood, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This movie is fucking awesome. I loved it. Oh. Yeah. But like same with Color of Space, the first act was kind of slow, but then the twists that happened in it and, and some of the, the kills in it is just oh it's so fucking gory and just it's it's kind of like it's a comic too kind of yeah because like Elijah Wood doesn't really he's not like a guy who kills people but he has no choice so it's kind of funny that the way that he uh, he does it yeah yeah I've seen that here and there on Instagram like some people have been like recommending it like to yeah. other people. I guess it doesn't really have that great reviews. Yeah. Like a, like a six or something, but I thought it was decent. Nice. I'll have to add it to my list too. Then. Yeah. And then I watched ready or not. Finally. Finally. What'd you think of it? It was good. Uh, it's definitely more like funny. Yeah. And I was surprised because it was like PG like 14 or something, but it was still pretty like graphic. Yeah. At some parts, and uh, I was my gut was laughing like whenever the one like uncle is given this old school crossbow and then he's just in the <laughs> bathroom watching YouTube videos on how to use yeah. it. <laughs> uh, oh, it was I, uh, it was good. It's such a fun movie. I love it. Yeah, and two more movies. I promise. Holy fuck, man! I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, I like the main, the girl in Red or Not. I forget what her fucking name is. Uh, uh, something Fanning, I think. No. 
anyway. It's on the tip of my tongue. Samara watched, Weaving. Yeah, that's it. Um, I watched a movie on Shudder uh, called Mayhem. Oh, yeah. And uh, like I always see Stephen Yeun, he's like one of like the, the picture, the main picture of the sh- like Shudder uses. Yeah. So I thought I'd check it out, and it was a great time, man. I highly recommend it. It's uh, kind of same as right or not, like that kind of com- comedic, like over-the-top gore and just craziness. Yeah. And last but not least, I watched Misery. You did? Yeah, I did. Sick. Did you like uh, it? I did. It was really good. Um, Kathy Bates' character is just fucking nuts in it. Right? And, like, she does such a great job in it. Oh, man. Well, what would you think of the scene with the feet? It was fucked up. I I didn't know what she was going to do with that board. But, oh, yeah. man. So nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you finally watched it. Yeah. And, like, the ending was kind of, like, I liked the ending as well. You just, like, well, I don't know. Whatever, but uh, yeah, yeah, just like the way that I mean happens, I really liked it too. Nice, how it all like came together. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So that's what I watched this week. Fuck, man, is there any movies left? I don't think so, man. <laughs> I think you're all caught up since the freaking seventies. <laughs> I am. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. awesome. Uh, Samara Weaving. I was gonna say this before. Uh, you went on to your next movie, but I didn't get a chance. Um, she was in Guns Akimbo with Daniel Radcliffe as well. Oh, okay, that's another movie I've seen pop up, but I, I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, man, you got to watch it. Yeah. It that's just came out last year. Um, like Elijah Wood and uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Like they just go from being in these big blockbuster movies to just these little fun indie movies. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're like not afraid to take on a role that a lot of big Hollywood actors yeah. would take on yeah trying new things yeah which is awesome yeah because like daniel radcliffe did horns too and like that yeah. movie is so fucking out there yeah same with that one movie um fuck i just watched it last year i think i told you but he said you weren't really a fan it had uh the guy from looper what's his fucking name uh, and there, whenever like daniel radcliffe is like a dead guy like joseph gordon levitt and the guy's like carrying him around and shit like that you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Paul Dano? Yeah, Paul Dano. Sorry, that, you cut it there for a second again. Yeah, that movie that him and Radcliffe were in together. Uh, what was that one? Oh, Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Yes. That Not was, a fan of that movie. That was a weird fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. What uh, did you watch this week or get up to? Man, honestly, not a lot. I, uh, I worked this weekend night, yeah. so that kind of took away like four days basically because i slept for most of the day friday yeah but um sarah and i started upload that tv show that's on prime well we started yeah. and finished it i should say oh you did finish it nice yeah it, it's a good show i really like it how many um, episodes was there i think 10 but they're only okay. 30 minute episodes so nice yeah but yeah it was it was a fun watch um there definitely better be a second season the way that they ended it <laughs> okay okay cool. uh i watched um aeronauts which is another movie that's on uh on prime nice it has uh freddie redmayne and um uh felicity jones oh, okay and they're well she's she's uh like a hot air balloonist like this is back yeah. in like 
eighteen hundreds. Yeah. And uh and he wants to like revolutionize science by like proving that they can predict the weather and shit like that. Like he he's basically like a one of the first meteorologists kind of thing. Oh, okay. So he wants to go up in the hot air balloon with her to like take readings of the weather and stuff like that. But it was it was good. It was like very visually appe- appealing. Yeah. And okay. uh, yeah, it was good. Cool. Um, sorry. Uh, for horror, I watched Saw Two. Nice. Um, my plan was to kind of piggyback what you did and watch as many of them as I could, but I <laughs> yeah. only ended up getting to that one. Yeah. And I also watched Greta, which has Chloe Grace Moretz in it. Yes. How was that? It was good, man. Like super fucked up and weird and like something that could really actually happen. So it was kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen that around. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely recommend it. It's not like a, like really a horror movie. It's more of a thriller, but yeah, it was good. And that's it, man. That's all I've done. (laughs) Cool. Well, busy week for you. Back to work. Yeah. Long weekend. Yeah. But you, uh, you made up for what I missed out on. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's hit up those podcast shout outs. Um, everybody that we're going to be talking about has new episodes. Yep. So this is exciting. A lot of stuff to listen to. Yeah. Uh, first up is It's a Horror Podcast. Uh, these guys dropped their first episode in their director series um, last week. Yeah. And um, they started off with John Carpenter. Yeah. And it was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Was it was really good. Yeah. I liked it too. Yeah. There's a lot of movies that he's done that I haven't watched yet. So I definitely want to check yeah, it out. Yeah, me too. Um, and they, today's Monday. So yeah. So if you're, uh, a patron, patron of theirs, you can have access to their Eli Roth episode starting today. And if not, then it comes out next Monday. And I'm really excited for that one too. Cause he's like a whore or a gore God, I should say. Yeah. I really like Eli Roth too. And next up is we are horrified. And they just dropped their episode on Cabin in the Woods the other day. I have not had a chance to listen to it yet, though, but I'm assuming it's going to be awesome. Cause yeah, all I'm going to go halfway through. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to see what they have to say about that one. <clears throat> uh, next is We Love Horror. They are finally back from their little hiatus. Roman finally. is, <laughs> Roman is uh, pretty much done school, so they are able to sit down and and get their episode recorded and brought out. The and, boys uh, are back in town. Boys are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, th- this episode is uh, the last one of their like decades yeah. series, I guess you want to call it. But yeah, they, they talked about the 60s. Um, they had to change it up a little bit. Normally it's a top 10 list, but this time it was only a top five list. But oh, okay, it was good quality liked it a lot. I have a download and play listen on the way to work tomorrow. Yeah. And last up is Daniel from the creepy crap podcast. Our boy, our boo, our man, our one and only, (laughs) uh, he just dropped an episode that we suggested to him. 
Um, he did uh, Lava Lantula. And uh, I mean, I haven't even seen it yet. Like I wasn't no, expecting neither. him to do an episode on it. Yeah. To be honest, I was just bugging him to get it, get him to do it because it kind of fits into, into what this month is for him. And that's like, he's yeah. doing all monster movies, but uh, sounds like he had a good time watching it. I haven't listened to the episode yet. I got it downloaded, so oh, okay, I'll check that out for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. All right, that's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. You got anything else? No, well, I think that's it. All right, let's do this shit. Let's get into it. Okay, so like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about one of the godfathers of horror movies, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah, I don't know. classic for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start off with the synopsis. This is probably the longest synopsis I've ever read. Oh, damn. <laughs> it's really not that long, but I mean, in yeah. terms of... What Compared we've done, to the other one we've done. Yeah. yeah. All right. Gotta take a big breath for it. Two siblings and three of their friends en route to visit their grandfather's grave in Texas end up falling victim to a family of cannibalistic psychopaths and must survive the terrors of Leatherface and his family. That is very long. Yeah, they pretty much gave us the whole movie right there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you don't already know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is directed by the one and only Toby Hooper. And uh, his his movie list isn't as big as what I thought it was, to be honest. No. I felt like he had a lot more, but I guess, well, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he did uh, Poltergeist. Um, he also directed The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Yep. Um, he did The Fun House. And he did Salem's Lot. And he also directed a couple of like episodes or short movies in uh, the Master of Horror series. Yeah, and he's got a bunch more, but they're all like nothing really to to write home about. No, it's kind of weird. Like he had such a huge directorial debut, and then he just kind of fell off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, even if he didn't direct another movie, he'd still be considered like a friggin' oh yeah horror god really Definitely. just from texas chainsaw massacre he did such a good job with it yeah agreed <laughs> um so much like toby hooper the cast of this movie they really weren't in a lot of things that were memorable after this yeah um i mean there's so many names on this cast list that you that you recognize but you really only recognize them from this movie uh, yeah like so, they probably all got fucked up from doing this movie to be honest Honestly, yeah, probably because they had a hell of a time filming this movie. Oh like, man, like I doing the trivia on this. Oh fuck. Yeah, 
I couldn't imagine going through what they went through just to make this movie. But I guess maybe it was worth it considering what the final product was. Uh, But yeah, so I didn't bother writing down all the movies that each actor has been in just because like they're really not that recognizable. So, um, but I will go through the cast list anyways. Um, So starting off is Marilyn Burns and she played Sally and uh, she's considered one of the greatest scream scream queens to ever live. Yeah. Uh, And she's got one hell of a set of lungs on her, man. Holy shit. Oh man. Does she ever. Like that whole dinner scene, she's like screaming for like 15 minutes straight. It's crazy. Uh, Paul Partain, he played Franklin, who was her wheelchair-bound brother. And a fucking asshole. I hate him. Fucking (laughs) Franklin. Chewing on his sausage. Yeah. Fucking goddamn. Uh, Edwin Neal played the hitchhiker. Yeah, I don't think they ever say his name in the movie, though. No, even on his uh, IMDb, like it's just like Hitchhiker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then next is Jim Sidow, and he played the cook or like the old man, which is what his IMDb profile has him as. But he, yeah, he, he was the cook in the movie. Uh, John Dugan played Grandpa. Did you read the trivia on him? No, but like, that's not. That's like. That character is fucking terrifying. Right? Like, oh. You know how old John Dugan was? Like, that's not his real face in the movie. No, no. He had like six hours of makeup or something like that every day. How old is he? 20 years old in the movie. What? Yeah. And he played a 113-year-old grandpa. He's 113 in the movie? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, John Dugan was 20 years old during filming this. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. It's so crazy. It is. And last but certainly not least, the man, the legend, Gunnar Hansen, who played Leatherface, who sadly passed away not too long ago. Yeah. But anyways, you ready for that movie discussion? Yes, sir. There's more characters in the movie. Sorry, there's more, but like they die off pretty quickly, so I just didn't even bother putting them in. All right. So the movie opens up with a kind of title sequence. And I'm just going to read off IMDb because it's way too long to write or type up. So, the film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particular Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother, Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young, but had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> when, uh, I, when I started this movie, Sarah was sitting there with me, and she's like, oh my god, is this a true story? I was like, <laughs> uh, not really, but kind yeah, of. Yeah, asked me the same thing. She's like, is this a true story? I was like, well, no, but it's based loosely off a true story, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's based off of the life of Ed Gein. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then I think the date pops up like August 18th, 1973, yep. when uh movie takes place. So after the title sequence, the movie opens up with a bunch of camera pictures 
of like flashes and there's decaying bodies and like body parts. Mm-hmm. And this is the moment you hear the infamous noise that is um gets associated with this movie franchise yeah and i fucking hate it oh man i love it no like i hate it in a good way okay okay because it's so creepy and just oh man the second you hear this sound you know exactly what movie like you could be blindfolded and in another room and you could hear that sound and know exactly what movie it is it's just i don't know it's disturbing yeah I don't even know how you would describe it. Like, yeah, it's almost like like a shutter clicking on a camera, but like higher pitched. I don't kind know, of screeching noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a reporter talking about grave robbing and stuff like that, and the camera goes to a graveyard, and there's two heads on top of like this giant kind of kind of cross statue. Yeah, and it's formed into this like kind of bigger i don't know kind of monster has like two like really long legs and yeah fucking disturbing and then it has the opening credits of like the cast and everything i didn't really like these credits to be honest like i didn't really get the like the background of what it was supposed to be yeah i don't know so it cuts to a highway and you see a dead armadillo and I find like in most of these, most of these like movies, there's always like a dead animal that they show. Yeah. I don't know why, but so there's a van, kind of like a '60s kind of hippie van. Yeah. They pull over to let the most annoying character I have ever known, <laughs> Franklin, and he's in a wheelchair, and we don't hate him because he's in a wheelchair. Daniel, because he's fucking annoying and oh my god, he really is. He is just like his voice and just the way he acts and he's like very childish. So they're letting they're letting Franklin out to go pretty much take a piss to give him like a coffee can, and he's trying to piss, and the transport goes by. And I guess the the wind guts like hits him and he goes flying down the hill. That's <laughs> such a funny part of the movie. I, I don't know that. why I'm laughing because it's it's terrible, but <laughs> uh, it's funny. Yeah, it's so funny because it's Franklin. Yeah, so he goes flying down the hill and crashes out of his chair. They go get him. They bring him up. They put him in the van. Jerry's driving. Sally is her his girlfriend who is Franklin's sister. Yep. And the other two in the van are Kirk and Pam, and they're a couple as well. So they're going to see their granddad's grave, pretty much, because I think they heard that all these grave robbings were happening. So they decided to go see if his grave was fucked with. And they're in Texas as well. Yeah. If you couldn't tell by the name of the movie. True. That's that's (laughs) accurate. (laughs) So they're driving along and they smell this nasty dead smell. And Franklin's like, oh, that's the the old slaughterhouse. He says like, oh, our uncle worked there for a bit. And Franklin has a knife he has. 
and he's like picking his nails with it and shit. It's kind of yeah. gross. He's also like describing to them how the cattle like used to be killed, and he's right. going into like he's going into like heavy detail with it, and like yeah, everyone it's pretty disturbing. Everyone in the band's just like shut up. Yeah, and like they're clearly getting grossed out by it too. Like talking about how they hit him with a mallet, and then someone's gonna die right away, and how they hit him like two or three times. Yeah, and then he's talking about how they evolved into like a nail gun kind of thing that goes into the brain and then pops back out. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, like if you remember from the It remake, how yeah, the uh, uh, the sheep or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of those things. Yeah, kind of like a hydraulic, I don't know, thing. Like on, um, yeah, fuck, it's that Javier Javier Bardem movie. Oh yeah, uh, No Country for Old Men. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. So yeah. So they're driving along and they see a hitchhiker. They decide to pick him up. A few of them don't want to, but then they decide to pick him up. And then, like, as soon as the guy gets in, he's kind of got, like, blood on his face. <laughs> and he's wearing this, like, animal pouch thing. Yeah. It's, like, really fucking crazy. And then they're, like, in. And then Franklin's just like, oh, he looks like Dracula. <laughs> 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 like, because it's, like, Whisperer just blatantly says he looks like Dracula. Yeah. So they're talking about the slaughterhouse. And the hitchhikers talked about how his family has been in the meat business for a while. And he's he takes like pictures out of his pouch thing and he's showing like cow heads and cow parts and saying that he killed them. Then he goes on with like a rant of explaining how they make head cheese. Yeah. And it's pretty fucking gross the way he just so nasty. And um he sees Franklin's knife and then he just takes it to Franklin's hand and cuts his hand and he starts like laughing and stuff. Everyone's getting grossed out. Like they don't even pull over right away to like kick him out. And he gives the knife back to Franklin. Then he has like a camera around his neck and he takes a picture of Franklin. And then the picture like develops and he shows Franklin and he's like, all right, here, give me uh, $2 for it. And <laughs> like, no, that's fine. And he gives him back, and the guy says, "Oh, that's a good picture there, two dollars." Yeah. <laughs> and he refuses to give him money for it. And then he takes it like tinfoil and <laughs> puts like um, I don't know what it's called, like stuff to make fires, pretty much. Like almost like gunpowder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he starts burning the uh, the picture, and um. So then he pulls out his knife that he has in his leg, and it's uh, like a straight razor. Yeah. And he just fucking grabs Franklin and just slowly cuts his arm. Oh, fucking nice. I know, this guy's so fucked. <laughs> like, the fact such that they a let good him... job at it, too. Oh, yeah. But like right. the fact that they let him sit in the van for that long, it's like, Jesus. Yeah. So then they decide to kick him out, and they kick him out, and then they don't even like Tina noticed like why aren't they going <laughs> they're driving so slow at first yeah and then i noticed here that kind of ties into a later scene with franklin the guy started blowing raspberries at them yeah and i don't know if like that was just a thing like back in the 70s or what i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. maybe <laughs> and he smears his like blood on the van yeah so they get to a gas station 
there's this guy that just goes up to their van, starts like washing their van. Then the owner comes out and he says that they have no gas and they won't have gas until like, I don't know, two days from now or something like that. Yeah. And this Franklin, is Jim Sidow who, who runs the yeah, station. Yeah. And Franklin asks about the Franklin place, which I didn't, was kind of confusing to me. Like, is like Franklin the last name of his family? Well, no, because her, like, Sally's last name is uh, Hardesty, right? Yeah. So why is he calling it the Franklin place? Unless, like, Franklin's named after the grandfather or something like that. Maybe, yeah. It's going to be Franklin Franklin. (laughs) That's that's not what I meant, but. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Bettina started, like, singing the Franklin uh, theme song. Like Franklin the Turtle? (laughs) Yeah. Um. So yeah, they can't get gas. Franklin wants to keep going to find their old house, but everyone else wants to go back to get gas at the gas station way back there. But they decide to keep going on. And they're driving along, and Franklin's cutting his nails with the knife that was just used to cut that guy's fucking hand. Yeah. And then Sally asks for it, and then Franklin like wipes it off on his shirt, and he's like, is that blood? like that no shit man you're cleaning your nails with a bloody knife like who knows what disease that guy has you just watched him cut his hand with it yeah fuck so they get to the house and everyone gets out and then franklin's looking at the van and the blood is on it kind of looks like a symbol kind of Mm -hmm. but i don't think it's a symbol because like i looked online and people kind of think it's a random it's a random thing that he's trying to write, I think. Yeah. And Franklin is eating barbecue from the gas station, and it kind of looks like a uh, phallic-looking <laughs> yeah. piece of sausage. <laughs> and you'll come to learn later what it actually is. Yeah. So they're all, they're all going to the old house. They leave Franklin behind. They're kind of checking it out, and I think, Kirk or one of the Jerry sees like a daddy lawn leg nest in the corner. Yeah. And that's so fucking nasty. gross me out. Oh, I couldn't look at I've it. seen videos of that shit online. It's just Dude, like, it's oh. terrifying. Oh my God. Yeah. This is like the only part of the movie where I kind of felt a little bit bad for Franklin. Cause like he's in a wheelchair and they all just like piece into this house. I did at first, but yeah. then when he gets into the house and just like, Ooh, yeah, Franklin, this will be a fun trip. <laughs> he's like, oh, everyone loves Franklin, and he's like blowing raspberries, and he's like, ha, 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 ha. yeah. Oh my god, so, so annoying. annoying. So Kirk and Pam are going to find the old creek that Franklin and uh, Sally used to play in as kids. They get there; it's all dried up. They hear a motor running, so they go check it out. They're at, they found someone's house. There's a generator. That's generated up their house. The loudest generator of all time. Yeah, There's a bunch of old cars and trucks there. And they just go up to this house. They're like knocking on the door. No one comes. And then just randomly a tooth comes flying onto the the porch. Mm -hmm. And they don't even really like say anything about it. They're just like, ew, what the hell? (laughs) Well, he picks it up and like drops it on, on her. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Bettina pointed out that it looked like a root canal tooth. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was like a root canal. fucking giant ass molar or something. Yeah. Kirk is like knocking and he starts hearing like pig noises. Yeah. And then he like pushes the door, it's unlocked. And of course, he goes in, hears pig noises. Uh, I'm not sure where Pam went. She kind of wandered off, I think. Yeah. So at the end of this hallway, there's an open doorway and it has like this red kind of carpet wall, has a bunch of animal bones and shit. So Kirk is like saying, hello, hello. He just keeps hearing these pig noises and he goes up to it and then out of nowhere, fucking Leatherface just comes out and clocks him right in the fucking head. Yeah. And then he's kind of twitching on the floor and then Leatherface hits him a few more times. Yeah, this okay. scene's like really disturbing. It is. Because like just the way that he's like convulsing on the ground, it's like yeah. fuck. Yeah, it is. So yeah, he drags Kirk off and Pam is outside and she's like, Kirk, Kirk. And she's go goes up to the door, and all you hear is I don't know if it's pig noises again he hears she hears or doesn't hear anything. Or she's just like going in to look for Kirk. Yeah. So she yeah, goes in, and she's kind of like wandering around looking for Kirk, and she's going through different rooms. I love how they just walk into these people's house. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so she finds this room that is just like covered in chicken feathers and bones everywhere. There's a chicken. And uh, Bettina's second worst fear is chickens. Really? So she was severely disturbed from this scene. <laughs> Of all the scenes in the movie, she's afraid of the chicken. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Pam is like freaking out on the ground, like screaming and stuff like that. And they really need to clean this place up, man. Like, oh, it's shit everywhere. So gross. So Leatherface comes out, grabs her. She tries running outside, but he grabs her. And then he just goes into the room. And you see the two hooks there, and you're just like, do not fucking do what you think you're going to do. <laughs> and she's, was she screaming or was she knocked out at this part? No, she's screaming and like yeah. kicking him and shit like that. She's fighting so him. So he just brings her over and just puts her up on the hook and, oh, fuck. Let's her hang. So disgusting. And that scene, like where she's running out of the house and he runs out and grabs her, that's like one of the most iconic fucking horror scenes ever. It is. Like y- you see it everywhere, and, and they uh, kind of they kind of recreated that scene a little, like not that scene, but like the meat hook scene. They recreated it in the in the remake, but they put they the guy up on it. Yeah, they did it more graphic. Yeah, definitely. That's one thing with this movie, like the original, like yeah. It's one of the least gory movies really out is. there, but it's like like you barely see any blood. Yeah. But like, because I think in the remake, the girl is underneath the table when he's cutting the, the guy up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was asking Bettina, like, on that hook, would you be in so much pain that you would just be in so much shock you wouldn't feel it? I think you'd pass out for sure. Yeah, I think so too. So yeah, she's on the, that. yeah, there's no way. So she's on the hook and Kirk is, I'm assuming, dead mm-hmm. uh, on the table in front of her and Leatherface comes up with a chainsaw and just starts hacking off pieces of him right in front of her. It's fucked up. 
So back at the van, Franklin's looking for his knife. I don't know how he lost it because he was the last one that had it. And so Jerry's going to go search for Pam and Kirk. So he gets to the house. He sees the towels that they brought with him. And he starts hearing like giggling noises. And Leatherface really does a great job of uh, imitating a girl, like giggling. Yeah. So he goes in and he find he hears like movements in the freezer, and he goes and opens it. And Sally, not Sally, uh, Pam is in there, and she like kind of like freaks out. And then Leatherface just comes running in and just smashes him in the head with the. Uh, on a, like kind of like a meat cleaver, I think maybe. Yeah, or like a tenderizer or something tenderizer, like that. Tenderizer, yeah, yeah. So Jerry's dead. Back of the van, it's dark. It's nighttime now. Franklin wants to go, like leave this place, but Sally wants to go and find the rest of them. So they're kind of like arguing back and forth. Sally's like, "Well, I'm gonna go look for him," and uh, Franklin has like the flashlight, and Sally's like, "Oh, give me the." flashlight franklin saying it was like no 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 <laughs> so annoyed <laughs> so he goes to like the van and he says oh they took the van keys so sally starts pushing franklin and man she must have been so tired throughout this whole movie because she does so much shit oh i know like trying to push him through all this like woods and just like dirt man yeah so they're going through the nighttime in this like kind of bushy area, and Franklin starts hearing something. And then this out of nowhere, Leatherface is there and just slashes the fuck out of Franklin. Yeah, and I've never and been this so is... happy in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and this is <laughs> like the movie's called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and this is literally the only death by chainsaw is yeah. Franklin. Yeah, it is. So Franklin got fucked up. He got got. Sally's being chased by Leatherface through this, and she's running for Still a while, there. man. And then during this scene as well, like it was her real blood that was on her because she kept getting cut off through the, the vines and shit. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she's like running around. She runs into the house. She runs upstairs, sees the dead grandparents. Both One of them looks really dead, like for sure dead, and the other one kind of looks dead. Yeah. And Leatherface runs up and ca- like almost catches her, and then she just fucking jumps out the top window. And like Sally goes through some shit in this movie. Holy fuck! Yeah, man. And like for this scene, they used a stunt double for like jumping out the window. I would hope so. But she like uh, Marilyn Burns. She actually did like the landing scene. Oh, like really? that's her. That's actually like landing. So I don't know. Like she must have jumped from like a shorter distance or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. she actually hurt herself in that scene. Oh, okay. And, uh, so that like the blood that's on her is actually like her blood. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. And it gets worse for her too. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> like the real actors. Yeah. Um, so she's like screaming outside. I didn't, like she did a good job, but <laughs> at some point she could have stopped screaming. <laughs> just like lured Leatherface to her, like, oh, yeah. now, now she's here. Yeah. <laughs> they like just do this like big loop, like around. It's kind of like funny, but also scary at the same time. Definitely, yeah. So she's running from him. 
she gets to the gas station where the barbecue was and stuff like that. And she goes in. The uh, the cook is still there. And he's like, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she's like, oh, someone's trying to kill me. And he goes out. There's no one there. And then he leaves and comes back with, like, a, a sack. And she's yeah. like, oh, what do you – like, don't do this. And he's like, oh, like, we have to. I'm sorry. Like, don't don't struggle. <laughs> and she picks up, like, the machete. And this part was kind of dumb to me, but whatever. So he, like, grabs a broom and then uses, like, one hand to knock the machete out of her hand. And then he just starts beating with her broom. And somehow that <laughs> that's like, the most out, powerful yeah. weapon ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that scene kind of had me shaking my head, too. Yeah. And uh, she, like, looks at, like, the barbecue pit and... I couldn't tell what it was, but it's clearly obvious not like it was human. Yeah. Not like some normal pig or something like that. So he like knocks her out. He puts her in the truck and then she's kind of tied up and like still, I don't know, like knocked out. Mm -hmm. But this part was creepy as too. like he's driving to the house and he just keeps like looking over at her and just like hitting her with like the broom. Like doing these weird, like creepy laughs and smiles. Yeah. Like it was fucking disturbing, man. You just like fucking with her the whole time. Yeah. So he gets like their long driveway where the house is, and you see the hitchhiker. He's one of the brothers. And he gets out of the truck and starts hitting, beating up the brother with the, uh, the, the broom. <laughs> saying like oh why'd you leave your brother here you can't leave your brother here stuff like that and so they get up to the house leatherface is wearing jerry's face and hair and it's fucking terrifying (laughs) so disturbing so they put her in the house tie her up at the dinner table and then the hitchhiker says the leatherface he needs help carrying grandpa down the stairs and this is where you learn that he's not dead he just yeah. looks really fucking dead <laughs> so they have her tied up they're all like kind of about to have dinner this is like the creepiest dinner table yeah, ever like Leatherface is like I forget what they're talking about here but um, yeah they're like they start saying like um, ripping on like the dad because they're saying he's just a cook and doesn't do anything. Yeah, it almost seems like the hitchhiker guy is like trying to take credit for everything. For yeah, he's everything. saying like he's saying like oh me and and uh, he doesn't say Leatherface, but he's talking about Leatherface. Like we do all the work and he's yeah. just a cook and he doesn't do anything. Yeah. And then the and old then, man's like, oh, there's just some stuff that you can't do. Yeah, like he starts going on about how you just have to do things like to survive, like things you don't want to do. You have to do. Mm-hmm. And then at like, one point I think he like calls her like a bitch hog. Yeah. I don't know. I wrote that down. So they decide to let grandpa have some fun. They're going to let grandpa kill her. Cause they say that he was the best killer to ever like be around. Yeah, but he's he's killed like sixty people in like I don't know, like five minutes or something crazy like that. They say. Yeah, they're just like talking him up, saying he's always been the best. Yeah. 
So they grab like this big kind of bucket and they put Sally's head over it. They wheel Grandpa up and they give him a mallet. And he just can't fucking hold on to the mallet at all. Keeps falling off into the uh, the bucket. They yeah. try like probably like, I don't know ten times. Yeah. And they hit her like once, but it's not very hard at all to like knock her out or do any. It does damage to her, but not that much. Yeah, yeah, because like yeah. the hitchhiker's like using Grandpa's arm, like he's doing yeah. it for him, kind of thing. Yeah. And the hitchhiker's trying to hold Sally at the same time, and Sally's struggling. She gets away. She jumps out the window again, <laughs> <laughs> and she's running away. And the hitchhiker is chasing after her. I didn't really get this either. Like he's, he. I don't know if he's like fucking with her because he gets so close. Like he can clearly grab her, right? He was slashing at her back with the knife. Oh, was he? That's what. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Because he's like swinging his arm at her, and I'm pretty yeah, sure. Know, like, yeah, it does. He was swinging his arm for sure, but I didn't know if he had a knife or something. Yeah. So she runs up to the road, and they're kind of tussling in the middle of the road. Then all of a sudden, the hitchhiker gets fucked up by a transport. <laughs> and this scene reminded me of uh, Pet Cemetery. Yes. Like, I didn't watch this movie until probably, like, I don't know, high school, maybe. Yeah. But I watched Pet Cemetery when I was a lot younger, and that scene fucked me up. And, uh, yeah, Hitchhiker gets fucked up. And the Bettina pointed out that the truck is called Black Mania. <laughs> yeah. It's um, a black man driving it. Yeah, so Sally gets in the truck, and the Leatherface comes up and starts, like, hacking at the, the door. Sally and the driver get out, and Leatherface is chasing them. And then the truck driver just tosses a wrench and smokes Leatherface in the face. <laughs> and I don't know if I missed this, if I was writing something down, but did the truck driver get killed? No, he doesn't. He just, like, like the, the pickup truck comes, and Sally hops in the back of it, and the yeah. transport driver, he just, like, runs away. Like, okay, because I was like, like I was like, what happened to the tri- truck driver? Did he get killed? And then I think whenever he got hit in the face, his chainsaw gets thrown up in the air and it gets uh, goes into his leg. Yeah. And I think there was a trivia read the last time I watched this that uh, there was like a metal plate in his on his leg and the chainsaw like actually like was going in like into his leg, his real leg, but. Like it went yeah. into like the metal plate or whatever. Yeah, because this chainsaw was legit. Like it wasn't yeah. just like a fake prop. It was an actual fucking chainsaw. Yeah. So yeah, a truck pickup truck pulls up. Sally gets in the back, and it starts like driving away. And probably one of the most epic, like finale scenes yeah. in any movie, any horror movie. She's like driving away, and she's just bloody and fucked up and then she just starts laughing hysterically yeah and then it cuts the leather face he's just got the chainsaw going around and swinging around and Bettina was like that's not safe at all (laughs) (laughs) and yeah that's the end of the movie that's the way the blood splatters yeah i i do love this ending like oh not so, just like her escaping, but like Leatherface dancing around in the freaking middle of the street. Yeah. Like, he like, does such a good oh. job. Oh, also one scene I forgot to mention. Um, I think after he killed Jerry, 
he's like running around the house, like looking around. And then he like sits down, and the yeah. camera zooms in on his face. Yeah, and it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, so terrifying. And that's like one thing with this too. Like Gunnar Hansen, he went th- like through great lengths to, because like Toby Hooper told him. Like you can portray Leatherface however you want. Like I'll give you some direction, but like it, it like the character is basically in your hands. Yeah. So Gunnar Hansen wanted him to be like a mentally challenged person. Yeah. And so he went and spent time with with like handicapped people to to see like how they yeah. they acted and everything like that, so that he wasn't portraying them in like a uh like a negative way like he wanted it he didn't want them to take offense to it basically yeah and like i think he does such a good job like even whenever he killed uh uh was it was it kirk because jerry was the second kill when he killed yeah, so, yeah. yeah 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 so after he kills jerry because jerry finds pam in the in the freezer yeah so like he kills jerry and then like he's just like stomping around the house and it's like is he pissed because like he doesn't want to kill people like he has that kind of uh like moral compass or is it because like people keep breaking into his house like but he's just like very visibly distraught and he just does such an amazing job and also patina made a good point too whenever the dad comes home and he starts ripping on leatherface saying you destroyed the door like why not take better care of your living space yeah Bettina's like well why is there a fucking living room covered in chicken feathers because <laughs> <laughs> that's fine yeah exactly <laughs> it can be a fucking mess just don't break our door yeah yeah <laughs> all right so let's hop into those reviews glad to do it um if you know me, if you've been listening to this podcast at all, I've brought this movie up fairly frequently. It's one of my favorite horror movies. I said it at the start of this episode. Yeah. So my reviews are going to be pretty high. Yeah. Um, I gave my story an 8 out of 10. Okay. I, I said this movie is basically like a first of its kind. Like no mainstream movie had ever shown the stuff that toby hooper was brave enough to put into a movie yeah and like this movie was like it's a very violent movie but it's not like a gory movie no not at all like when people think of the texas chainsaw massacre they they always picture it being like super gory and stuff like that but it's really not like there's not not a lot of bloodshed it's just like just like a very grimy and gross movie um but like like this was in the early seventies and like the States had just finished fighting in like Vietnam. And like, there was a, like all this shit going on. And he came out with like, arguably one of the most violent movies, but like yeah. without showing too much of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like if this movie, like this exact movie came out now, yeah. it probably wouldn't be received as well. I Cause like so. it, it's been done a lot yeah like in more recent years but uh so i don't know like my like the score my score for the story isn't exactly relative of like how it would be perceived now but it more of 
how it was perceived back then. That's fair. Um, and my quality, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Nice. I said, this movie is as close to perfection as you can get in terms of quality. Uh, it, it makes you feel gross. Like everything in this movie is just gross, but like, that's a, it's exactly what Toby Hooper wanted and it's exactly what he gave. Yeah. Uh, and like considering this was his first like movie that he directed, like it, he couldn't have done a better job. I don't think. Oh, definitely. Uh, all the acting is extremely believable. Yeah. Um, Marilyn Burns went through hell. All the actors went through hell. Really? Yeah. Like, actually, I forgot to mention. Fuck. I think I forgot this. Um, Sorry, you finish your review and then I'll go back to what I was talking about. Okay. I said like the lengths that all the actors went through to ensure that this movie would be exactly what Hooper had envisioned is like absolutely insane. Like the, the dinner scene, they were saying that the house was like 106 degrees and all that, all that meat that's on the table is like actual rotting meat. So fucking gross. So like, think of the smell of that house. Like they said, like yeah. uh, set crews were like vomiting all over the place just because it was so gross in there. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn Burns injured herself a couple times, like I said. Yeah. Uh, like John Dugan's hours of makeup plus sitting in it for the scene in the yeah. 106 degree house, like it's so so insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it, you can't do anything but applaud the actors in this movie. hundred percent. Anyways. So I can't believe we both forgot this one scene. <laughs> so at the dinner scene, whenever grandpa first comes down, oh, they yeah. grab Sally and they cut her finger and they actually did that like as real shit. Yeah. And they just fucking stick her finger in grandpa's mouth. And they start sucking her blood. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. And like, like you said, that's not special effects. Like they actually cut her and he's actually sucking on it. <laughs> so things wrong with that scene. Yeah. It's well, nasty. Yeah. All right. So I'll get into my reviews. So story, I gave it a nine out of 10. All right. I thought it was a really original story kind of showing how like the less fortunate get by and the things they have to do in a sense. Because like they live in like the middle of Texas, and it's probably during a time where there isn't many jobs in that area. Yeah. Like all there really is is the slaughterhouse. Yeah, exactly. I think they touch on more in the remake. I think. Yeah. Um. There's like a few questions as to like decisions some characters made, but I thought it was still a solid story overall, and it kind of makes you more scared of doing like road trips kind of like <laughs> just in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Stay away from Texas. Yeah. There's not much I can really say about the story. Like I just think it's a really good overall. Like you said, it's one of the first ones of its kind. Yeah. So quality, I gave it a nine out of 10. We're going to say this a lot during this review, but this is a really dirty movie and that's what makes it effective. I yeah. think. Like, it's really grainy, like grainy and just gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the cinematography was really great. Like, that, the house is disturbing to look at, and like, when you're inside of it. 
just from the outside it just looks like a normal house but then you go inside and it's like oh the fuck I thought the acting was really good even though I hated Franklin um, the script isn't perfect but it's not a, like a game changer yeah thought it was really scary and disturbing some dumb things happened in it but it didn't really tarnish the movie that much I just think this is a really solid horror movie and this was made on like such a low budget too so it's like yeah like the amount of uh, money it made off it like it's crazy mm-hmm. <clears throat> like I'm looking up the budget right now and it's only a $300,000 budget I mean, at the same time, like none of the actors were big name actors back then. And they used so much like actual things for the props, like the, yeah. like the real meat and all that shit. Like, yeah. so they didn't really need a lot of money spent on practical effects or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm really surprised no one really did much movies after this. No. Like you said, really they were so job. fucked up afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So we know our scores. Let's see what the critics scored it over at Rotten Tomatoes. The critics' consensus, thanks to a smart script and documentary-style uh, camera work, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre achieves start-to-finish suspense, making it a classic and low-budget exploitation cinema. Yep. All right. What do you think the critics scored it? I'm going to say uh, 84. You're close. 88 Damn. Nice. on 59 ratings <clears throat> and the audience scored it 82% on 202,000 ratings. Not that many I figured to be higher ratings than that. Like for like amount, like 202,000, I figured it would be higher. Oh. Than that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like only 59 critic ratings. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, considering how long it's been out. Yeah, exactly. All right. You ready to head on over to that scare section? Let's do it. All right. So my scare rating, you may be, I don't know, you might be surprised, you might not. Okay. I gave this a 10 out of 10. Damn, okay. Uh, this movie's just really disturbing and dirty. Like we said all, all through this whole podcast, you just feel gross watching it. Yeah. Like, it just makes you cringe, and like, it's not like jump scare scary. It's just fucking makes you feel just uneasy and, ugh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, some of the parts, like, it's hard to watch. Even though it's For not sure. like gory, but it's just, I don't know, something about it, man. Which is, I think, what makes this movie one of a kind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I so, think you nailed it. And even Bettina, like she said the same thing you used when you first described this. It's just a, a dirty movie. Like that's yeah. why she found it so scary. It was like the same reasons. Just it's, it's just dirty. <laughs> like you almost feel like you have to have a shower after you watch it. Yeah. And it's not gory, which is like, amazing yeah so 10 out of 10 for me all right i gave it a 7 out of 10 okay it said like intense imagery 
terrifying like music, but it's not actually music. And that's another thing that I wanted to bring up too, like during my, uh, like the quality section of my review, like they don't actually use music. They, mm-hmm. they're all the sounds that you hear is what Toby Hooper envisioned like animals would hear in a slaughterhouse. Yeah. Like the different sounds that they would hear. So like all the that's sounds, that, all the sounds that you hear throughout the movie are like slaughterhouse sounds basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like nonstop tension throughout the whole movie, like start to finish pretty much. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything that you said, I, I can agree with 100%. Yeah. All right. What was your scariest scene? So my scariest scene was when Kirk gets killed and we first see Leatherface. Okay. It fucking scary, man. Like <laughs> you just hear these pig noises and he's like walking up slowly it's not like a jump scare. It just shocks you to see this fucking huge ass guy with this like mask on. Uh, it's hard to tell like at first what you're looking at. Yeah. Like this guy in like this like apron and just whacks him over the head and he's not dead at first. He's like wriggling on the ground and he just hits him like two more times and just carries his body away and like slams the door. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is, uh, yeah, that's my scariest scene. All right. I can dig it. Yeah. I had a really hard time picking the scariest scene just because, like, there's so many there is. That, that could be the scariest one, I guess. But I said the, the dinner scene. Yeah. Just because, like, you feel sally's fear throughout the whole thing like what is going to happen to me like what are these people going to do and like they're literally telling her like we're going to kill you but don't be afraid because it's not going to hurt and like she's just sitting there and like basically waiting her impending doom well i hated that part too like i couldn't watch it whenever it kept switching back between her eyeball moving yeah and the thing i was like Told Bettina, I hate eyeballs, and I'm yeah. not watching that part at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that scene takes the cake for me. Yeah, but like you said, there's so many parts in this movie you can pick. Yeah. All right, are you surviving this? I said I feel like I would make better decisions and not end up being at that house or in like what their situation is. Yeah. But if I did make the same decisions, I definitely wouldn't survive. <laughs> All right. So you? Uh, I guess if I look at it like that, like I would have never picked up the hitchhiker. Nope. Like at all. So I would have just fucking kept on driving. Yeah. Like, like I, back, I, I would have went back for gas. That's true. Yeah. But uh, I ended. I said no, I wouldn't survive. Like Leatherface would have been making a dress out of my body for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we are finally doing another Loomis villain evaluation. Um, so this is going to be part one of our face-off, and Brooke, whatever movie you pick, will be the second part of it. Yeah. And uh, so we'll get to that after this. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him, 
and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Okay, so if you as listeners haven't been following along um, in past episodes, our Loomis villain evaluation is basically um, how many character traits? Six, I believe. Yes. So we take six character traits and we rank each one of the, or we rate each one of them out of 30. So basically like Dungeons and Dragons style. Yeah. And then from there, go ahead. I was going to say, just give like the average of our two scores. Yeah. Yeah. So we average it out and then whatever the scores are for, well, it'll be Leatherface this week. Um, His scores move on to whoever Brooke picks and then they do a little face off at the end. Okay, so do you want to go first? Sure. And it's felt like a while since we've done this. It so has I'm been. Kind of, I'm kind of excited. To be honest. Yeah. All right, so for my strength, I gave a 25 out of 30. Okay. You don't really see the amount of strength he, like, he has, but just by his size and the way he moves, like... He's definitely stro- like very strong in a sense. Definitely. Like he does use weapons throughout the movie, like a mallet and stuff, but yeah, I still have a sense that he would have a lot of strength. So I get a 25. Cool. So for my dexterity, I gave an 18 out of 30. He's not the most agile human, but like for his size, he can move pretty good, I thought. Yeah. Like, he was navigating through, like, the bushes pretty well. I didn't know he had a chainsaw to help him, but I still thought he kept up with Sally pretty good. Yep. And then, which ties into my next one, Constitution. I also gave him 18 and a 30. Okay. It seems like he doesn't get tired very easy. Like, he, like I said, he kept up with Sally pretty well. And even when he got hit in the head with the, uh, the wrench and got a chainsaw on his leg, he still tried chasing <laughs> after Sally. Yeah. So for intelligence, I gave a 5 out of 30. Like you mentioned uh, before, he clearly has special needs or yeah. is like on the spectrum. So he's not the brightest human in the world. Yeah. For wisdom, I gave a 5 out of 30 as well. Okay. Again, he's not very bright. Like all his role is to, to kill people and to carve them up for dinner, basically. Yeah. And then for Charisma, I gave a 1 out of 30. I don't think he can even really talk. All he does is make pig noises and giggle like a schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of like, there's one part where he kind of mumbles and he's like trying to get a point across. Yeah. But he doesn't actually speak. No. So, yeah, that's my scores. Okay, so a lot of our scores are f- fairly similar. All right. So I gave my strength, or I gave his strength a 26 out of 30. So I said he doesn't have like superhuman strength, but he is still like very strong. Takes down male foes like very easily. Carries the women around like rag dolls. He's a big dude. Oh yeah, he's fucking huge. And he runs around with that massive chainsaw. And I read somewhere, I can't remember how much it weighed, but it like it was a really heavy chainsaw for him to be running around with. Oh, definitely. Uh, I gave his dexterity a 10 out of 30. Okay. I said he's not 
he's not like clumsy, but he like I didn't find him very agile either. Like he's just like a big lumbering man. Yeah, yeah. Like if you picture like someone that's like six foot five and like three hundred pounds running, that's basically him. Yeah. Uh, his constitution or endurance, I give it an eighteen, which I think is exactly what you gave it. Yeah. It is. Uh, I said he can run for like fairly long periods of time, but like you can tell he gets tired out or like, I don't know, maybe it's just like frustration, but like he, like you can tell that he's, I don't know, losing stamina, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I gave his intelligence a seven. I said he's not very smart in a traditional sense, but he's able to use like human remains to construct objects and masks and like clothing and stuff like that. Like, yeah. so he's got to have like some sort of intelligence, I guess. Okay. Uh, wisdom. I gave him a one. Um, like he's, he's definitely not like the leader of the family. I don't think. Yeah. No, definitely not. He just mm-hmm. kind of follows what the other ones want him to do. Or he like kind of knows his role and he just like kind of does it. True. Yeah. And charisma. I also gave him a one because he's, not charismatic at all. There's nothing else you can really no, say about it. He is not. So while you were doing yours, I kind of tallied up the scores already. Okay, cool. Um, so the strength, he averages out at 25.5. Okay. The dexterity, he averages at 14 out of 30. Okay. Constitution, he averages 18 out of 30. Uh, wisdom is, or sorry, intelligence is six out of 30. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is three and yeah. charisma is one. Okay. So I am super pumped to hear who you have facing <laughs> off against him. Well, you might, I don't know. You might love this. You might hate it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to throw a curveball. All right. Um, I was going to pick someone like obvious, like Michael Myers or Jason or someone like that. Yeah. So I'm going to say the movie and then just let me explain my pick after. Okay. So we're going to be watching the evil dead. Okay. All right. So I wanted to pick someone who has like a chainsaw as well, but there wasn't like too many movies. So we're going to put up ash against Leatherface. Damn, that's fucking cool. I like it. But we're going to base it, we're going to watch The Evil Dead and talk about it, but we're going to base it off of like Final Ash, like Army of Darkness Ash. Okay. Because I feel like he's at his most like, I don't know, like he has all of his gadgets and shit like at the end of the franchise basically. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. If you're okay with that, we're going to- I'm down with that. Be having Leatherface versus Ash. Sweet. I like it. Sweet. Cool. I'm down with that for sure. So we're going to watch The Evil Dead. Yes, and talk about it. Okay. But then our face-off will be, I don't know, I guess like fully evolved Ash or something. I don't know. All right. I'm down with that for sure. Sweet. Cool. That's definitely not who I was expecting, so I like it. Yeah. little curveball. Um, so that episode will drop next week, but we do have one in between because um, this week is our listener request week. And uh, so if you didn't see the Instagram post um, this Friday, we'll be dropping an episode on Bride of Chucky. Yes, sir. 
which I am also super excited for. It's me too. Uh, I I uh, it's my second favorite sequel in the franchise. Like yeah. Child Child's Play Two is my favorite sequel, but like yeah, this one is definitely fucking awesome. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's been like probably like six or seven years since I've seen it, but yeah, it's uh, it's good. All right, so you guys can find us on Instagram at uh, Podcast on Elm Street with all underscores between the words because that's what we wanted to do. Um, if you click the link in our bio, you'll see links to our merch, to our Patreon, to um, everywhere that you can listen to us. There's links to all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, we're also on the Slasher app with uh, a Podcast on Elm Street. Um, Brooke, you handle the Twitter. We're not very active on it, but... No, we're pretty much everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just search we, our name. We dabble in everything. Definitely. Uh, if you're interested in talking to us, just shoot us a message, slide up into those DMs. We're happy to talk to anybody and everybody. Um, and, uh, if you want to get an episode or a movie on one of our episodes, make sure you partake in our listener requests every second week, um, for the foreseeable future. Yes, sir. All right. That's That's it. it. All right. See you guys. Thank you.